This morning, we're going to continue the series on knowing God. Uh, who of you have seen the iPhone 6? Right? The iPhone 6 just came out, right? That's why we are having series because iPhone is hey Siri. Okay. Now you got the joke. Okay. In Daniel chapter 11, verse 32, we've read from the previous Sundays, it says that the people who know their God shall be strong and what? And carry out great exploits. There are a lot of people nowadays who live in a defeated life. People in church, people outside church, they live a defeated life. That's why if you ask them, they cannot tell you that God is great and God is good. Why? Because they're defeated. The very reason why they are defeated is because they have not known their God. Most people know their God as a man up there. Or sometimes the dude up there. Or sometimes bro. Right? We only talk about God when we go to church. And Monday to Saturdays, what happens? We erase God from our vocabulary. Some people even meet God in church only. But Monday to Saturday, forget about God. And most of the time, we compartmentalize God. We only talk of God if we're talking about salvation. But if we have issues with families, if we have issues at work, we don't talk about God. We think that, oh, I need to go to a specialist. This is not the office of God. My work, this is the office of my boss. I will have to do my own thing. You need money? Oh, this is not God's office. I will have to look for money somewhere else. But don't you know that God is a limitless God? He knows everything. He knows the very intent of our thoughts. Because what? He is God Almighty. Look at the person next to you and check if that person is still awake. Teka, nawala yung connection ko. See? That's what you call iPhone technology. Okay. Nawala tuloy ako. Okay, but the people who know their God shall do, shall carry, shall be strong, and carry out great, great exploits. Right now. First of all, this is the earth, okay? Just, just, you're taken off from the earth from Southern California, and we're going we're gonna to rise up for a little bit here, okay? We're going to pull away from it. We're going to pull higher. Now, this is at about 10 kilometers. Like, if you climb Mount Everest, this is what you'd see. You'd see the curvature of the earth. From that distance. Now you're going to climb up even higher. This is at a hundred kilometers. And you're a fourth of the way to the space station now. This is what you'd see. If you get to this level, you're considered an astronaut. Just if you ever get there. Okay, now we're going a hundred thousand kilometers. A hundred thousand kilometers from the earth. You're a fourth of the way to the moon. That's what the earth would look like. Now we're going to pull away to a million kilometers. At a million kilometers, there's the moon. Okay, there's the moon. You can barely see the earth. You're at a million kilometers now. You're past the, past the moon. And uh, now we're going to go to 100 million kilometers. 100 million kilometers. You're still not to the sun. The sun's 93 million miles away. But now we're going to go to 10 trillion kilometers. Ten, there's the sun. Okay. You just passed the sun. Now you would see all of the planets at 10 trillion kilometers. And now... We're at 10 to the 15th power 
That means 10 with 15 zeros. I don't know what that number is. 15 zeros, and the sun's just like a bright dot amidst other stars. And now we're going to 10 light years away. At 10 light years away, come on, let's go. Zoom, there you go. 10 light years away, now you just see the sun with like 11 other stars that are kind of its neighbors. You know, that, 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 that's our sun. And now we're going to go 1,000 light years away. At 1,000 light years away, you, you wouldn't even see our sun anymore. These are just a bunch of stars close to it in this cluster inside the Milky Way. Now we're going to zoom out even further, and that's the Milky Way we live in. See that cluster of stars? Those are about 100,000 stars that are closest to our sun. You can't see our sun anymore at this point. Now this is our Milky Way galaxy, and forget about the Earth. Okay, there's our Milky Way galaxy that we live in. Um, and we're just buried in there somewhere. And we're going to pull out even further, and you'll see that our galaxy is actually, it's, it's a big galaxy, and, uh, and all those other things you're seeing now are galaxies. And we're going to pull away 10 million light years now. His next scene is 10 million light years. Those are all galaxies you see amidst our Milky Way, several hundred galaxies. Now we're going to go 100 million light years away. This is the last one. We're going to zoom out to 100 million light years. Those are all clusters of galaxies. Galaxies and clusters of galaxies. You won't even see our Milky Way galaxy anymore amidst that. We don't have telescopes that go beyond that little sphere there. Have you ever wondered who manages the universe? Have you ever wondered or thought about the one who created the universe? Have you ever wondered Hello. Yeah. Okay. I've been looking at the internet yesterday and searching what the scientists are saying about the universe. And what they were saying is constantly the universe is expanding. It started from nothing. But from time immemorial, there was a being and he is God. He created the heavens and the earth. He created the Milky Way. He created the universe. He created the spider. He created the ants. He created everything that moves in this earth. And he created you and he created me. Don't you think that that being is awesome? Don't you think that that being is great? There are no words can explain how great and mighty that being is. Can anyone here create that universe? Nope. Only God. And there's only one God. And that God is the almighty, omnipotent God. The creator of heavens and earth. Colossians chapter 1 verse 16 it says all together please it was by him that everything was created the heavens the earth all things within and upon them all things seen and unseen thrones and dominions spiritual powers and authority 
Every detail was crafted by his design, by his own hands, and for his purpose. Colossians said that everything that moved, whether seen or unseen, were created by the omnipotent God. No one else. You know, there was a time, a great scientist went to God, and he said, you know, God, we can already uh, make humans. We can make humanoids. We can, we can dissect the molecules, etc., so on and so forth. And we can create humans. And I challenge you, God, let's create new species. And God said, okay, call, let's do it. So the scientist said, okay, God, I will start now. So God said, okay, go ahead. So when the scientist was about to pick up the dirt, God said, uh, 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 no, you have to create your own dust. We can create things, but we need something to create. But God, he created everything out of nothing. And out of nothing that God designed everything in this earth. You know, God can create only one type of banana for the monkey. But God created how many species of banana? Hundreds and hundreds of species of banana. You know, God can only create an octopus with just two arms. Right? But what did God do? He created octopus with several arms. Or God can create you with several arms and several mouths. But God decided, he formed you, he formed us in his own image. Just like him. So look at the person next to you. Does that person reflect the image of God? You know, you know, God is very intelligent. He fashioned, he designed you with two pairs of eyes, two ears, one mouth. That makes us beautiful and handsome, right? Yes. And of course, I'm the most handsome. <laughs> okay? God fashioned that. He fashioned each and every one of us. He crafted us in his own image. It was his own design. Okay. Psalms 115 verse 3. Everybody please. Our God is in heaven and is doing what he wants to do. Why is it? Because he is God. If God is bound by anyone else's will, then he's no longer God. If God wants all the galaxies to join together, he can do that. God does whatever he chooses. This morning, I'm going to talk about the omnipotence of God. What is omnipotence of God? Omni is all. And potent, it comes from the root word potent, power. God is almighty. What makes God almighty? Aside from creating the heavens and the earth, creating you and me, creating everything that moves in this planet. He can do whatever he wants. And the problem is, a lot of us, we question God. As if. God is our genie. Sometimes we question God as if God is our servant. And sometimes we think that God owes an explanation. But you know, God is almighty. He can do whatever he pleases. He is omnipotent. There is none like our God. And there is only one God. Amen? Now, look at the person next to you. Is that person still alive? Sleeping. Sleeping. Okay. 
In Daniel chapter 4, verse 35, it says, Everybody, please. We are just nothing. Look at the earth from the video that we've, we've, we've seen earlier. The earth is actually negligible. It's just a drop in a bucket. Very small. You can't even see the earth after X number of light years away. Very small. And how much more us? If God is in heaven, if he looks at the earth, we are not even like the size of an ant, probably. Negligible. And it says here that he does as he pleases with the powers of heaven. He does what he pleases as the powers in heaven. You know, according to J. Vernon McGee, he said, this is God's universe and does things his way. You may have a better way of doing things, but unfortunately, you don't have a universe. <laughs> Oftentimes, we question God. God, why did you allow this calamity to happen in the Philippines? God, why don't you do this? God, why don't you make my wife like this? Or make my husband like this? We question God. How many of you questions God? I did. I did. I questioned God at one point in my life. When I was in, in high school in my younger years, my concept of God is when God created man, he went back to heaven and he has a monitor in heaven watching each and every one of us playing with people and he's happy with the sufferings that we're going through. And I hated God. I questioned God why I was brought up in a broken family. I hated God. Why is it that we don't have money for my education? I hated God for so many things. In fact, I said, when I become God later on, I will do this. Unfortunately, I am not God. I am just a created being. And unfortunately, I don't have a universe. That's why if you are questioning God, if you want things your way, wait till you have your own universe. Otherwise, recognize that God is God. Amen? Amen. There's nothing we can do. There's nothing we can do. He is God. And God is righteous. God is just. Amen? So wait till you have your own universe and do whatever you want with your life, with the people around you, with the things around you. Jeremiah 32, 17. All together, please. Ah, Lord God. Lord is Adonai in Hebrew, which means he's a great God. God is Yahweh in Hebrew, which means God doesn't change. The greatness of God doesn't change, and it is from everlasting to everlasting. He has created the universe. He has created everything with his power and his outstretched arm. And nothing is difficult with God. There are only two things that God cannot do, not because he is powerless. The first one is he cannot condone sin. Actually, there are three things but they are related to each other. The second one, God cannot sin. 
The third one, God cannot lie. And possibly there's the fourth one, God cannot change. Whatever he says from the beginning, that's what's going to happen till the end. And the Bible says that heaven and earth shall pass away. But what did God say? But my words will not return to me void. No matter what you do, if God said it, it's going to happen. It is what it is. Amen? Okay, wake up the person next to you. Behold, all together please. Is there anything too hard for God? Yes, something is, there's one thing also that God cannot do. He cannot bow down at our will. It's difficult for God to give, to give way to our wills or what we want to happen. Sometimes we ask God for something and it doesn't happen. We say, God is not real. God is not just. God is unfair because he's not giving it to us. Possibly the reason why God is not giving it to us because God has better things for us. Amen? Is there anything too hard for God? Nothing. This morning, my topic, that ends the introduction, by the way. You know, I've been watching, I love to watch movies about, about, uh, about uh, terrorism, about the one that I'm watching now is about the tyrant that happened in, in the Middle East. And every time the Muslims would kill people, and every time they would greet, see each other, they would say, Allahu Akbar, meaning God is great. God is omnipotent. God is great, but I wanted to add something. God is good. Not only that God is great, but God is good. All the time. But have we really sat down and thought about the goodness of God? Have we really sat down and think about how great and how good God is? Sometimes we just think of God as great. But in our lives, we have not experienced the goodness of God. I'd like to illustrate this with something, you know, this is the only illustration I can think of. But before we go to that, the phrase, God is great, God is good, is embodied in Psalms chapter 62, verse 11. This is the text for this morning. God has spoken once, twice have I heard this, that power belongs to God. God is great. And the succeeding verse says, Also to you, O Lord, belong mercy and loving kindness, for you render to every man according to his work. God is good. Not only that God is great, but God is good. Not only that God is good, but God is great. They go together. Let me show you this illustration. When I was, when I was undergoing my MS-43 advanced ROTC training, parang army ng Amerikanong inchik. Okay, pangpagising yan. <laughs> Pag nilagay nyo sa Facebook, lagay nyo naman pangalan ko, ha? Okay, going back. When I was undergoing my training, my advanced ROTC, I was a very cocky young man. I thought I know everything. I thought I was the best. Actually, I was in the top of our uh, training. And my upperclassman wanted me to quit because I was so cocky. 
One time during our final rites, I was about to receive the, the most serious punishment. Okay, and you know, we were there, and then my friends were just looking at me. They were telling me, Brad, you can do it. Kaya mo yan. I was, I was expecting somebody would step in and say, I will receive the paddle for my friend. They had good intentions, but they were powerless, just like me. And when the paddle was about to hit me, the commandant came in. Suddenly, the paddle disappeared because the most powerful person in that class was there. And not only was he powerful, he also has good intentions. If God is only powerful, and doesn't have good intentions, then we should be afraid of God. But the point is, the omnipotent God, the most powerful person, has good intentions for you and for me. He doesn't want to hurt you. God is great. And God is good. God is not there to bully us. But God is there to take care of us. God is great. And God is good. We should not stop of thinking about God's greatness. But let's move on and think about God's goodness. Do you agree with me that God is good? Yes. I know some of us are questioning that. I question that. I never thought that God is good. I thought for a while that God enjoys the suffering of his people. I thought for a while that, you know, God is indifferent to my needs, that God is indifferent to my family. But folks, God is great and God is good. Exodus chapter 3, verse 14. Pastor Danny and Pastor Insong already talked about this. And God said to Moses, He was in the wilderness. And in the wilderness, He was by Himself. God heard the cry of His people, they were in bondage. And suddenly, when Moses was alone in the wilderness, the bush was on fire, but it was not burning. And God said to Moses, because Moses asked God, God, who are you? A lot of us are questioning God. God, who are you? And, you know, Moses uh, uh, he, he cannot talk. Moses was a murderer. And yet God called him to do a task that is so enormous that Moses said, I cannot do it. And he asked God, God, who are you? And God said, I am who I am. Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am the one who sent you to them. I am who I am. God not only introduced himself as the father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but this time, God introduced himself as the I am. What is the I am? What is the I am? Moses said, but God, I cannot, I, 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 I cannot talk. Who are you? God said, I am. Lord, what did you say? I think the signal here is not good. God said, I am. Moses said, I cannot do it. But God said, I am. Lord, I cannot hear you. Lord, I cannot hear you. Can you say it again? It's, it's, it's kind of, Lord, the signal is not good. Who are you, Lord? God said, I am. What is the I am? Thy am is the isness of God. 
What is the isness? If you Google it, it's there. The isness of God is the present tenseness of God. I am. Whatever your situation is right now, God is I am. God is I am. He was not before. He introduced himself as the father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But God said, I am. If I showed my greatness to Abraham, if I showed my greatness to Isaac and Jacob, I can show my greatness to you. And God is telling us right now that he can show his greatness to us right now. Are we in financial trouble? He is the I am. He is the Jehovah Jireh. The one that provides. Your paycheck doesn't, you know, is that enough for the month? God said, I am. I am your Jehovah Chira. He is our Jehovah Makadeshkem. Are we in trouble right now? He is our Jehovah Makadeshkem. He is the I am. Are you defeated? He is our banner of victory. He is the Jehovah Nisi. Whenever you are down, discouraged, whatever issues you have in life, He is our banner of victory. He is the I am. He is the I am. Are you sick? You have cancer? The doctor said you're going to die in four hours. He is our Jehovah Rapha. He is the I am. But Lord, the doctor said, wala nang pag-asa. And God is telling you right now, I am. But, but you know, it's a, it's a terminal case. This is very rare. My sickness, there's only one person in the whole world, and it's me. God said, I am. I am. He is our Jehovah Roy. He is the I am. He is the Lord of hosts. He is the Lord. He is the Jehovah Sabaoth. The Lord of hosts. You cannot sleep. You have too many worries in life. You don't know what to do. He is our Jehovah Shalom. He is our peace. But Lord, you, God, you don't, you don't understand it, Lord. God said, I am. And I have good news for you. Hebrews 13, 8 says that he is the same yesterday. He was the same during creation. He's the same God. He's, he was the same God in, during the time of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Moses. And he is the same God today. And he is the same God tomorrow and forevermore. He is the I am. Amen? Do you feel alone? Do you feel alone? You have no friends? People deserted you? He is the Jehovah Shammah. Kaya nga shama yan, dahil kasyama-shama natin si Lord. Amen? Ayun, may punchline ako. He is the Jehovah Shama. Wherever you go, kasyama natin si Lord. Amen? He is the Jehovah Chetkenu. He is the Yam. He is the I am. Who is the Lord in your life? 
Possibly, we don't know God. We only know God as God that I cannot disturb. Possibly we know Him as, you know, before I can go to you, God, I need to go to this, I need to go to that. Possibly we know God as a very righteous, very holy, that I cannot even approach your throne. But the Bible says that what Jesus has done on the cross of Calvary, we can now enter into the throne room of God and present our problems to Him. Amen. You know, when Jesus Christ died on the cross, He not only carried your sins, but He carried everything, including your burdens. Can I have a volunteer? Male volunteer, possibly. Can we switch on the light? Baka makatulog na lahat eh. Any volunteer? Um, bigat yan, mabigat yan. Oh, come here. Kali, kali ka. The problem with us, when we go to church, when we go to God, we carry this heavy load. The problem with us is wherever we go, we carry this load. We tell everybody, you know what, I'm sick. And the doctor said, I have two years to live. Or sometimes he would walk around and say, you know what? I don't have money. We carry that burden. We walk around, we go to work, we go to our office. <laughs> we carry the burden around. The problem is, that burden is not even yours. Hey, 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 hey. Quiet. The problem is the burden that you're carrying is not yours. Because the Bible said that when Jesus cried on the cross of Calvary, he took your burdens. Okay? So if you're carrying that burden, you threw it away. Give it. Give your burdens give your cares to the I am because that burden is not yours that burdens belong to the I am and God said I am whatever your situation is right now I am you have difficulties in life God said I am I am. I am. Why do we enjoy carrying that burden around? It's not yours. Would you like to take care of somebody else's burden? That burden is not yours. That belongs to Jesus. Give all our cares and burdens to Him. You know, there are three things. And I will end, possibly end with this. There are three things that God is not. Even though He is the omnipotent, there are three things that God is not. God is not incompetent. That you would say, the things that I'm going through right now did not happen during the time of Jesus. 
I will share with you a story. I've shared this with my D group. Uh, we have an old car, a Nissan Maxima, 1986. It's been handed down to me by my dad when I uh, got here to the U.S. And, and at one, one point in time, um, it just won't start. It just won't start. We brought it to Nissan, and Nissan said that you need to replace the NAC sensor. And I said, how much will it cost to replace the NAC sensor? Oh, about 800. And at that time, it happened to a time where my wife and I were struggling financially. I don't have money to pay for the 800 just to replace the NAC sensor. And, you know, every time she would go, several times we would call AAA just to jumpstart the car. It's not the battery, but it's the NAC sensor. And one time, I asked my wife, how's the car? Oh, it's okay, it started. Uh, and then, how's the car? Oh, it's okay. And you know what, what she told me? I prayed for the car. I prayed for the car. Oftentimes, we thought that God cannot fix the car. And up to now, we have not replaced the NAC sensor. It's still working. And it's been a year or two, a year and a half. I have not shelled out the $800. God is not only the savior of our soul, but he came in as a mechanic to my car. Not only a mechanic. He created everything. Do you understand what everything is? You will say that, you know, God is incompetent. I am already 54 years old and I still don't have a suitor. Lord, I'm already on my last trip. I need, I need to get married. I need to see the Prince Charming. Hey, you know what? God is the best matchmaker. At one point in time, God saw Adam and he was lonely. And God initiated the first blind date in the Bible. Blind date that Adam was asleep. And when God brought Abra uh, Eve, <laughs> and when God brought Eve to Adam, Adam said, Whoa, man, she's awesome. And God is still in the business of matchmaking. So you know if you're already 54 years old and on, you're on your last trip. God is in the business of restoring relationships. God is in the business of promoting you at work. God is in the business of giving you high grades in school. God is in the business of prospering your business. Even if you don't know anything, He is a competent God. Amen? Amen. And God is not forgetful. What did I say? Oh, 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 I just forgot. I'm sorry. God is not forgetful that He has forgotten you. People may have forgotten you, but God is not forgetful. He remembers us and knows us by name. In fact, He knows the number of hairs that we have. Even if you don't have hair, God also knows that before you had hair. And He knows how many hairs have fallen. God accounts for all of these things. Amen? Amen. The third one is God is not indifferent to your situation. God is not, I don't care. God is not in a panic mode. That in heaven, He sees Peter 
He doesn't have money to pay for the rent. And God panics. Oh, 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 I forgot. I have to send money to Peter. No, God is not like that. In fact, even before you prayed, God already knows your need. So, Pastor Reg, if God knows my need, why do I need to pray? Why do I need to ask God? You know what? Because God wants to have a relationship with you. How can you have a relationship with God if you don't even talk to Him? Even during lunch, breakfast or dinner, we forget to thank God for the provisions that we have. Or sometimes when we talk to God, we just thank you, Lord, for this food. Amen. Pansit na naman. Karikarina naman. Karikarina niluto last week. Araw-araw na lang iniinit. Lord, lichon na naman. Ayan, lichon lang ang inaantay nyo eh. God is not incompetent. He is not forgetful and He is not indifferent to your situation. I don't know your situation right now. But God is not indifferent to your situation. Amen? Amen. Psalms chapter 8 verse 4. What is man? Who are you? Who am I? That you are mindful of me. Human beings that you care for them. Don't you know that you are in the apple of God's eye? And it's not an accident that God brought you here. God has been continuously knocking at the door of our lives. Revelation said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and have fellowship with you. Imagine the omnipotent God would like to have a relationship and fellowship with you. And how many times have we ignored him? And how many times we have hated him? How many times we have questioned him? And how many times we have disregarded his authority in our lives? What is man? Who are we? But God, I'm a sinful person. I don't deserve anything. Yes, none of us deserve anything. But by God's grace, the God of the universe stooped down from heaven and picked us up. The God of the universe stooped down from heaven and carried our burden. The God of the universe stooped down, picked up those sins, picked up those sicknesses, picked up all your problems and troubles, and He carried it on the cross of Calvary. That is the great God. The great God is a good God. Our situations might be impossible. When Jesus approached the tomb of Lazarus, the Bible says, and it's the shortest verse, Jesus wept. And every time God sees your situation, and every time God sees those sicknesses, God weeps. In fact, the Bible says that Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father and intercedes for you and for me. His heart is broken whenever he sees that his people, his children, go through certain things in life. And with God, nothing is impossible. It may be impossible as far as the human eye, the human intellect is concerned. But with God, nothing is impossible.
nothing is impossible. In Isaiah it says, Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Elohim, the Lord, the Yahweh, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary, and his understanding is unsearchable. God doesn't age. If you're going to ask my age, I was 35. If you ask God's age, God doesn't age. He was the same God in the beginning. He is the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. And what is the beginning? The beginning has no end. He doesn't fall asleep. God doesn't have hangovers. He doesn't wake up on the wrong side of the bed. That when you call to him, he will just neglect you. God's line is not busy. You don't need to go to a secretary to set an appointment with God. Anytime, you can go to God. You can call to him. I want to read. Oh, before we go to what I'm going to read. In Lamentations chapter 3, verse 21, it says, this I recall to my mind, therefore I hope. If you recall God's goodness in your life, you will have hope in life. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because His compassion fails not. All of us are sinners. Nobody is righteous. You know what may kasabihan? Ang masamang damo, tagal mamatay. I think that's true. You know why? Because God wants to give that person a second chance. He's the God of second chances. He's the God of third chances, fourth, so on and so forth. And the Lord's mercy are not consumed. Hindi siya nababawasan. It doesn't get depleted. And God's mercy and compassion, they never fail. In fact, they are new every morning. Great is God's faithfulness. It's not in the transparency, but I'd like this, uh, this morning, the Lord led me to read in the book of Psalms, Psalms 121. For, for those of the Bible, your Bibles, please turn with me. It says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from where my help comes from. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven. And earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. God will not sleep. And he doesn't feel sleepy. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve all of us, shall preserve you from all evil, and shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. David said, I look to where my help comes from. Our help comes from the omnipotent God. Our help comes from the everlasting Father. Our help comes from the El Shaddai. Our help 
comes from the Jehovah Rapha. Our help comes from the Jehovah Rohi. Our help comes from the I Am. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your great love. Indeed, you're an awesome God. And there's none that can be compared to you. You have created each and every one of us. And in fact, Lord God, who are we? Who am I? That you are mindful of us. Father, some 2,000 years ago, you sent your only begotten son to die for us so that we will have freedom from sin, freedom from our burdens, freedom from sickness, freedoms from anxiety. Lord, I pray this morning that as you stand at the door of our hearts and knock, God, that you will open, we will open our hearts to you. While all heads are bowed and, you know, nobody's looking around. The Bible says that where two or three are gathered in his name, he is in their midst. And this morning, God is in our midst. And he is continuously knocking at the door of your heart and he wanted to come in. The God of the universe, the I am, wanted to have a relationship with you. The God of the universe wanted to have that intimacy with you. And the God of the universe is just beside you. He wanted to carry your burdens. Give it to him. And if you are that person, you have not known Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, I want you to repeat with me yourself this simple prayer. Father, thank you for your great love to me. I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Please forgive me for the things that I have done that is not right before you. Forgive me for all of my sins. Lord, I want you to make, I want you to be my Lord and Savior. Please come into my life. Make me a new person. And Holy Spirit, help me as I grow in my Christian walk to be able to achieve the Christ-likeness that you have prepared for me. Thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. And Lord God, for those who have problems here this morning, for those who are sick in their bodies, we speak healing to their bodies in Jesus' name. Father, your name is so great. Lord God, that your word says that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that you are Lord. And Lord, we declare that you are Lord over our health. You are Lord over our bodies. Lord, it may be impossible, but with God, nothing is impossible. And Lord God, for those who have relationship problems, Father, you are the God who restores relationship. And I ask, dear Father God, that you will give us the wisdom that comes from you. For those who are in deep financial problem, Lord, you are the God that provides. You are the Jehovah Jireh. Lord, I speak prosperity to them. I speak blessings to them, Lord God. Meet their needs. For those who are anxious, for those who are looking for peace. Lord, you are our Jehovah Shalom. Whatever problems and troubles we have, Lord, nothing is impossible with the omnipotent God. We thank you, Father God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so for our discussion, Okay, this is what we will do. Uh, we'll just do it 
I don't, I don't want you guys to stand up and regroup. Wherever you are, just look for three or four partners. Okay? And I want us to discuss this. The first question is, share among yourselves your experiences about God's greatness. Do you think some people, what do you think? Or why do you think some people don't see the power of God in their lives? The second, do you feel that God is good to you? Share an experience where you saw the goodness of God in your life. And then we'll end up solicit prayer requests and then we will pray.